Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. Over the last couple of weeks, we have been talking about your USP, your uniqueness. And in that, I've covered client communication. But I wanted to really break down how clients access suppliers in this week's episode. So let's jump in. Hi, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. My name is Donna. I am your host and I am so happy to have you here today. Oh, wow. We are really getting into the cooler weather, aren't we? I don't know about you, but I am very, very grateful that we were able to get a new boiler recently. So our heating was actually working. It was our hot water that we had the issue with. And I tell you what, when you have been having intermittent hot, cold showers for the last two, three months, a hot, hot shower or a hot, hot bath is an absolute dream. So do not take for granted your hot water, ladies and gentlemen. Today, we are not talking about boilers, luckily. We are talking about communication with your clients. So we are going to get straight into it. This is such an important issue, especially in our industry. I have said before, it is one of the biggest bugbears I hear from couples that vendors don't communicate well. Not in those words. They usually say, I haven't heard from them. They didn't email me back. I didn't hear anything. I booked them. Now I can't even get hold of them and things like that. And and it's, it's not a great look. And I know that we get busy and I know that sometimes it is just one of those things where you're missing each other on phone calls or, you know, an email goes into spam. It happens. But when it is something that is consistently happening, and I know that it consistently happens with vendors because I have been a coordinator that has worked with the same vendors on a number of weddings and heard that feedback from a number of couples. So it does happen more often than it should. So let's jump into it. Communication with your clients can make or break their experience with you. When you look at negative reviews, it'll often say it wasn't as described or I couldn't get hold of them. They were rude. All of this is communication. So, you know, I'm using this for anything. So you look at Amazon reviews and things like that. Product not as described. I remember ordering some sheet masks off of Amazon and it showed you eight masks. It showed you eight different scents of these masks. And when I got the mask that cost me eight pounds, it was one mask. It didn't say that anywhere in the description. I checked. (laughs) And then I went onto a different listing with a different seller, showed eight masks, said eight masks, got it delivered, cost seven pounds something. 
there was eight masks in there. So how you show up in your words, how you show up in your verbal communication, it is so, so important. Positive reviews, just the same. Everything was as stated. They went above and beyond. They couldn't do enough. Which one would you rather was out there in the land of Google when people are talking about you. Communication, how well you explain things, how well you communicate along the way and how often you communicate with your couples makes a huge, huge difference to those reviews. So how do we make it easy for clients to work with us? To me, this is all communication. So where do they first come into contact with us? We spoke a little bit about this last week, but today we're going to break it down. They might find you on social media. They may find you on your website. They may find you through directories. When they land on these ports of call, and maybe you have some other areas where they come into contact with you, maybe the first contact is an email because a friend recommended you. Um, Maybe it's a phone call because somebody recommended you. So they haven't actually looked at you on social or your website or seen you in directories. Highly unlikely in this day and age, I think even if people recommend people, often the person receiving that referral will go and do some digging before they actually make contact. However, we're just covering all bases here. So once they have come into contact with you, your social media, your website, directories, whatever it is, is there a very obvious call to action for what their next step is? Does your Instagram bio, for example, have a link in there that will take them to their next step? Do you talk about it in your posts? Click on the link in bio, head over to here if you're interested in X. Do you do that? You also get pin posts. You can have pin posts on Instagram now. You can have pin posts on Facebook. So are those pin posts being utilized fully for the purpose of moving somebody into the next stage of communication with you? Links in directories. Remember I said in, I think it was episode 127, they get to see who you are on those directories because you have got some description there, you have got some images there, you've got information there. They are ready to take the next step when they click that link because they've decided you're worth finding out more about. Is that link going to what is going to give them more information? So your about you or your how to work with me page would be the best options there. Does your website guide people or is it just there? Ideally, all of your outlets are leading people to your website so you can guide them through the process of working for you. So your Instagram bio, any pinned posts, um, links in directories, all sending people to your website And it may send them to different pages on your website, but ideally, wherever they land, there should be a clear path to how somebody can work with you and guide them through it. What I often see is that people's websites are just a collection of pages. So you go on there, they've got a homepage, they've got an about page, they've got a gallery, they've got a prices page, they've got a contact us page. And that's kind of it. And I wouldn't say 
you need much more than that, to be honest with you. About six different pages on sort of that menu is a good, good set of pages. But what I then find is that there is there is no link between these pages. It's just here's a home page and it may say, you know, Freddie's florists um, here to make your wedding day special. And then there's nothing for them to to click on nothing that's guiding them to where to go they've just like got this page and okay so they've then got to stumble around and find their way around and find what they're looking for what would be better is if on that home page it says want to check out my work click here need a chat click here you know so that they have got some very obvious steps to take you guide them through. So they've gone, okay, yeah, I want to see see your work. I want to see what it is that you do. So they go through to your gallery. That's your first step. But a lot of people on their galleries, it's just pictures. It's just pictures, nothing else on there, just the photographs. What are people supposed to do next? There's nothing guiding them. Having buttons at the bottom that say, hey, want to find out more about working with us or want to find out more about me? Click here. So they have got something to click on to move to the next step. So you're literally taking them step by step and guiding them through. So they go to your how to work with me. At the bottom of that page, does it say, want to check out more of my work? Click here for my gallery. Want to call? Click here. On each page, there should be something that guides them to where they should go next. And that is going to make it an easier, smoother experience for them because they're not going to be getting frustrated trying to find what they're looking for. You're going to guide them through what they need to know and how they need to know it in that order. And that would be my suggestion for your website is to take a look at it. Is there very obvious calls to actions on each page of what the next step is that they should take once they have seen that page? Another thing that I think a lot of suppliers would benefit from is using a booking system. Now, I've heard people turn around and say, oh, I just like to have a chat with my couples and we work out dates like that. That's great, but it is clunky. It can be frustrating. And if it's done over email, it can take so long. It's ridiculous. You know, if you have been listening for a while that I am a great big fan of Calendly, I use it in my business to book podcast recordings, to book networking meetings, etc. It is really useful. There are others like Acuity and there are other systems that you can use that have a lot more bells and whistles and we'll come to that a little bit later. But if you can use a booking system so that people from your website can just book a call with you, um, then that is going to put you above and beyond other suppliers that don't have that, that just have email me or call me. Maybe they're not ready to talk to you quite yet. Maybe they want to book a call, but then they want to talk to their other half about the vendors that they're looking at and the suppliers and talk them through it before they have that phone call. So having a booking system where they can book a call or a Zoom with you is 
useful. You can schedule then specific times in the week where you will take those calls, which will help you with your productivity and your work because it's going to stop people just randomly ringing you. They're going to book a time, you're going to know when that time is, and you're going to specify when those times can be. So for example, you can put in a schedule that says that you will take calls on Tuesday and Wednesday evenings, six till eight and Friday mornings at nine to 12, and they can be 15 minute slots. So maybe it is have a 15 minute quick call with me to see if we're a match or a 30 minute call, whatever it is that you want to offer, just do, do that for that initial call just to see. And the great thing about that is that you then know when those calls are coming in and you can work all your other work around them. And if there aren't calls to be taken in that, you can utilize that time in a different way. However, those people have then got three options. You don't have to go back and forth with them. They can literally say, okay, this is the availability. When can I put myself in there? And they can book a time that suits them from the times you have available. And there's no back and forth. I can't stress enough how much time that saves. You can have it that times can't be booked so many hours before a meeting. So with Calendly, you can have it set. You can sort of say, you know, um, that the deadline to book times is four hours before the time is there. So for example, if you wake up on a Wednesday and you're, you have appointments for six till eight, you know that at two o'clock in the afternoon, if somebody hasn't booked in, that time's going to be free. You know, so you can do that. I like to do 24 hours because I like to know what's coming the next day before I sign off for the day. So you can do it that nobody can book in within the 24 hours before the appointment time. So all bookings are going to happen 24 hours plus before the appointment. So you can look on Tuesday night and see who's going to be booked in on Wednesday night and know exactly how many calls you've got, exactly who they are, etc. So that is a really useful functionality. They can easily see the times and book what is convenient to them, like I said, but you can also have a questionnaire attached to these bookings. Um, I know you can with Calendly. I believe it's the same with Acuity, but you can ask some basic questions and get that information so the call can go smoother and quicker and save you time. So basic information, what are their names? What is the dates that they're looking at? What are the potential venues they're looking at? What are the guest numbers? You don't have to put many questions. And I would say avoid, you know, it's a friction causing thing. If they see a great big, you know, what is your life story questionnaire, they're going to switch off from it. But if you can just put a few questions that are going to be relevant for you, it can really help you prepare for the call and make it more efficient for both you and the clients. So if you know the date, you're going to be able to check your availability and you you might even be able to turn around and send an email straight then and there and say, hey guys, sorry, I've cancelled that meeting because I'm actually booked for that day. Or you know that when you take that call, you can say, are you stuck on that date? Because I'm actually not available, but I didn't want to cancel the call. I just wanted to see whether that was set in stone. Um, if you know the venue, then you have the potential to research the venue beforehand. So especially if you are a photographer or a videographer, being able to research it 
uh, go on, look at their gallery and things like that and see what's around there, you can start talking to how their wedding would look with you photographing it at that venue. Or perhaps you've even worked at that venue before, which means that you will be able to pull on your own experience and say, oh, I've shot weddings there before. It was amazing. It would be super cool to go over to this particular spot that I did some photos in. Magic Hour looks absolutely magical in that spot um, and things like that. You'll be able to talk to that. And if you know the numbers beforehand, that might help you determine the level of service. So for example, if you are a stationer, then the number of people that are coming is going to affect how much your service is going to cost because it's going to affect how many invitations they need. So you'll be able to pull better estimates and better quotes together knowing those details beforehand. So a florist might want to know, for example, the potential number of bridesmaids and groomsmen. So they know how many boutonnieres and posies they're going to need to be looking at making. So all of this information will just help you to be more effective in that first call. And if you can be prepared and effective, then that is going to put you above and beyond somebody else who is trying to work that stuff out on the hop. You'll be able to work things out a little bit in advance with a little bit of knowledge from that. So once you have had your call with them, what is the next step? Do you have a face-to-face meeting with them? Do you send a quote? Do you take a deposit? Make sure that they are well aware of what the next steps are and make sure that it is easy. So you can literally straight after the call, send them a Calendly link to book face-to-face meeting with you. Um, You can have a quote template set up and with the knowledge that you gather before the meeting, you can do a rough copy so that you can quickly edit it as soon as the call's finished and send it off to them so that they have got it, you know, really quickly after the meeting. Um, And you can in Calendly um, set up your appointments so there is a certain amount of time before or after the appointments. So you can set it up that you don't, that nothing's booked in for 15 minutes after an appointment is supposed to finish, which gives you a little bit of leeway if the conversation runs long, but also gives you the opportunity to send this kind of information out straight away before your next appointment so that it is done and dusted. So if you get to the point of wanting to send them the ability to take to pay you a deposit, do you have a system that is online that can take that payment? because that is ideal. Asking for a bank transfer is safe. It's well known. People know how to do it. But again, there's friction in that because a lot of times people need one of those ridiculous card reader thingies to set up a new payee. They've got to make sure that they've got your sort code and account number right. And, you know, it can be a little bit like heart squeezing until you know that that person has actually got it and you sent it to the right account. It's always I always hold my breath when I send money to a new bank account. So if you can send them a link Um, that shows them what they're getting, gives them the contract to sign and allows you to take deposits through it and get it all done in one, then that can be a lot easier and a lot smoother. And again, take away that friction. So one of the softwares that I have seen used for that kind of thing is Dubsado. So 
D-U-B-S-A-D-O, I believe. I have been a on the receiving end of a DeSabo system. So I know that one of my members uses it for her work. So she would definitely be able to speak to this. But I was working with a brand specialist who used that for her work. So it is able to create, you can create forms and templates on there. You can do your invoicing, you can schedule, you can create client portals. So this would be really good for photographers, videographers. You can, and even, um, dress stores and things like that because if you've got a dress in that you want to show them you can put a picture up in the client portal and say this dress has just come in I thought it might work for you and things like that. It is $200 or $400 a year depending on and I think you can do it monthly as well $20 or $40 and obviously there's different things that you can do within that but if you are booking one more wedding a month because of the ease of the client journey then it's worth it right so you can use Dubsado for people to sign their contracts so you can have your contract on there they can e-sign it and it is done and dusted right there on the platform and you can request payments and they can pay through it, which means none of that friction of having to find their card reader thingy um, to do that. So that would be a really good way of getting that um, deposit and contract signed. I will link to the software programs I have mentioned. Um, I do use Calendly myself, as I said, and I have been a, on the customer end of Dubsado and I can vouch that it's a really easy easy platform to use as a client. Can't speak for as a person who has got to set it up, but we're in the low season. So if you're going to implement something like that, now is a great time to look at it and uh, see if it is something that you could do or see if you could get somebody to set it up for you. Remember, guys, there are people out there that do this kind of stuff day in, day out, and they will be able to set it up so much quicker than you. And you can just pay them a little bit of money to do it and you will get all of those hours back so you can do stuff that's going to make you money. I would never look that gift horse in the mouth because getting your time back, time is the one thing we can't get more of, guys. So if you can just pay somebody 50 quid to get it set up, then that might take two hours of their time, but that's two hours you've got back that you can do something that is going to potentially earn you more than 50 pounds. So there are swings and roundabouts, but I wouldn't be put off just because you're thinking, uh, I don't know, it looks complicated. I don't know how to set it up. I don't want to use it. Find somebody who does know how to use it and pay them to set it up for you. Because this client journey, the way the clients work with you, the way they can pay you, the way they can sign things and all of that is so, so important that it is as easy as possible. So on top of the uniqueness, on top of making you more unique than somebody else, creating this excellent customer service by making it easy for them to work with you is just going to put you above and beyond other suppliers. 
So I spoke last week a little bit about this, about having that communication in between when they book and pay their deposit and the next time you speak to them. It can be a long time with people going, uh, I haven't even heard from my florist in like six months. Maybe she's forgotten me. And that is a genuine fear for couples is that they feel like they're going to be forgotten. So just setting up a MailChimp automation journey where once they've paid a deposit, they get put into this journey and, you know, three months later, they get an email that just says, hey, just touching base, hope planning's going well. I'm really excited about working with you. And then another one that goes um, three months later and just says, hey, just checking in. We're getting closer to the time now. I'll be reaching out soon to book our next appointment so that they know that you still know they exist. Um, And that will make it easy for you. It doesn't put any more time on you because it is a journey. So once somebody's paid their deposit, you just tag them paid deposit. They enter that journey and it's automatic. You don't have to think about it, but they feel taken care of. And the last thing that I would say is something that I was taught um, when I was learning and something that has stuck with me. And that is treat every client like they are your only client. It can be difficult. There is only so many hours in the day, but the more you can use software and automation to do this, to to send out those messages for you, the easier it will be for you and the more taken care of your clients are going to feel. And that is going to put you in that above and beyond category. So not only do you have this uniqueness that appealed to them, which is why they wanted to book you, but you have gone above and beyond with your communication. You have surprised and delighted and they are going to want to recommend you to other people and they are going to leave you good reviews if you ask for them. People don't give reviews unless you ask for them, usually less than negative they'll give those ones out for free. (laughs) But it is such an important thing to remember that your client communication is key to creating a good working relationship where they are going to feel seen, heard and taken care of. They know that you have other weddings, but they don't want to feel like their wedding is less important to you than anybody else's. Their wedding is the most important wedding to them and they need to feel that it's the most important wedding to you as well. So treat every client like they're your only client. Make sure that you have created an easy path for them and guided them through the process of how to work with you. Set the expectations along the way so they know when they're going to hear from you. They know how this journey happens. So there isn't any of this, oh, I haven't heard from them in months and I don't even know if they're going to turn up on the day. Make sure they understand that. And then you are going to be able to get great mouth word of mouth referrals, you're going to be able to get great reviews and you're going to be able to get more bookings. So that is it for me today, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that has helped. I will speak to you in the next one, which I believe is going to be a guest interview next week. So do stay tuned for that. There is going to be a giveaway with that one. So definitely stick around to hear about that one. Subscribe where you listen, share this with a colleague and I will see you in the next one. Bye for now.
Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.